0: hey guys welcome to couch lock your number one movie podcast today we are shining the spoiler filled spotlight on hbo's the last of us starring pedro pascal and bella ramsey this is the long awaited adaptation of the 2013 action adventure video game developed by naughty dog there is a lot to unpack here and the only thing more ravenous and horrifying than the clickers is the last of us fan base so with that being said <laughs> it is time to lock it in <laughs>
1: awesome yes let's let's get it (laughs) the ravenous fan base (laughs) oh my gosh yeah that's uh I I guess that's a good way to describe it like video game adaptations have always kind of had (laughs) uh they're kind of a hard sell right
0: (laughs) yeah well I mean video game fan bases already are kind of crazy and then you mix it with like something these people love and then put different studio hands on it that think they know what they're doing and they really don't and,
1: it can get messy real quick, but I'm excited to break this one down with you because I know that we've both played, uh, at least we've both played the first one, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, um, The Last of Us. Um, so in a post-apocalyptic world that has been overrun by really pissed off mushrooms, a shit father must <laughs> open his heart to a strange kid in order to save the future of mankind is described as a love story and that's not a good thing let's break it down the season one just ended and i think that it is definitely deserving of at least an overall season one recap um by us so um yeah i mean you mentioned it a little bit but uh, a backstory on the last of us here it started as a video game uh released by naughty dog and sony entertainment um what was that like back 2013 right
0: 2013 yeah
1: mm-hmm um <clears throat> thoughts feelings uh
0: I, I i so i knew the story of the game going into it uh which is unfortunate um but it hit a lot of beats i wasn't expecting and i was very mm. impressed especially for the time when uh the scene was filled like the video game scene was filled with uh action adventure games that were more about the action and less about the story this was definitely something that stuck out um, yeah
1: 100 percent I feel like anytime you see that, like, uh, you're going to get, like, a PlayStation exclusive, uh, Sony is doing something like this, uh, it's always going to be a good story. Because, like, God of War, same deal for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just really good storytelling. It almost doesn't matter what all of, like, the pack-on details of the story are because the root of it is is really good. Oh, also, I'm realizing another, um, like, f- like parent figure, child figure story. Oh how that plays out? Uh, kind of Kratos interesting. and Atreus
0: with uh, God of War, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But at least for like The Last of Us, when I played through the game, I remember uh, especially like that opening sequence when you're running through the town on the on the night of the outbreak, right? I I I felt like my heart beat racing during mm-hmm. that part of the game and it set the tone for uh the uh, in my opinion the rest of how that game kind of feels you know just like I can't believe what's happening um now Naughty Dog is also known for the Uncharted series uh which was uh they did a a movie release starring Tom Holland right oh yeah Uh, that's right did you get to see that one at all
0: no it looked like just it did not look like it was my thing yeah, no, although that's the fair. Uncharted I mean, games are super fun.
1: The Uncharted games are, are really fun, also. Uh, a, a Neil Druckmann, right? Uh, Neil yes. Druckmann creation. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the guy who uh, created uh, The Last of Us. He, did he create uh, Uncharted or did he just help write?
0: I think he was a, a writer on it. I don't know if he was uh, the creative director mm-hmm. like he was for The Last of Us.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I'm at any rate, um you know, uncharted, that movie didn't it felt too blockbustery and not in any of the good ways, you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it it was just kind of like action scene after action scene, and then we had some like famous names attached to it that made you want to go see it, other right. than that it it I don't know like the storytelling aspects of the last of us are so intense it's almost hard for me to imagine they came from the same creator.
0: Yeah, 100%. And it was one of those things where when it was announced that they were doing this show, a lot of people were wondering why, because the story was already told so well in the game, Mm -hmm. no one really felt like they needed to make a show or a movie out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of interesting because I remember when the f- when the video game first came out, like one of the big praising points was the visual aspect of it mm-hmm. as well. It was like, wow, this is so stunningly beautiful. And I know Uncharted had that same uh, reaction too, although I think that The Last of Us... Tells a story that's so involved and so cinematic that to give it an HBO spotlight like they did was the right move. Um, whereas, like, maybe that's where Uncharted kind of failed a little bit was deciding to give us uh just like a movie format instead of a, a series format. Um, it could have probably benefited from having like a slower pace to it and more yeah. time to go into like the fun missions and and like The Last of Us had those really like spot on gaming moments right um where it like matched up really well we can get into that a little bit more but um just to kind of touch more a little bit on neil Druckmann, um are you a fan of of his creations where do you stand on him
0: yeah i mean he was kind of a name that i never really heard until this was coming out and then uh i they have a great documentary on youtube Um, about the Mm. making of the last of us video game and it shows his creative process kind of, and it shows, uh, him working with the actors in the motion capture suits and how they kind of organically created this story on the spot. And it's really, it's really amazing. And they talk about how coming up with the concepts of the cordyceps and new kind of zombies. And it's, it's so amazing. Um, And so in watching that, Mm. I was kind of like, oh, this Neil Druckmann guy's kind of got it going on. And then come to find out he is part of the uh, showrunner for, or he's one of the other showrunners for uh, the Last of Us TV series. And he's helping bring it to the screen, which I think is a huge part in this show's success is having the creative director of the game work on it
1: it's it's like a secreting it's like secret sauce for Mm -hmm. a project really and like Craig Craig Mazin the other guy that's responsible for bringing this project to HBO Max and putting it on the screen um I think did a really good job of relinquishing control and um also like giving us that added edge of like the things that they did change to the story and the things they did add to the story um Were well done. You can see that they balanced each other in that creative flow in a really nice way. Yeah, Um, and I think that's like really the root of it, and what I want to personally see more in storytelling and in movies and TV shows is just like uh, let's service the story we're trying to tell, and we'll we'll do the choice, we'll make the choice that's right for the story. The Last of Us, I think, is a really good example of what kind of opportunities you can you can serve an audience if you're willing to just try to do your best for the story and for your characters
0: yeah well and that's one of the huge things that they talk about because they have a podcast the last of us podcast where they talk about each episode oh. and uh yes i'm I gonna know
1: be know oh you... no i'm sad without it no i just <laughs> realized it
0: <laughs> i know it became part of my routine listening to that but oh, f- um, damn. craig mazin and neil Druckmann are both on it and Craig Mazin mm-hmm. talks about being a fan of the game and wanting to get this made for a while, made it, make an adaptation for it. Hell yeah! And he also talks about knowing that fans can be picky, but he says, and mm-hmm. I this is what I wish more people did in this in this day and age is instead of servicing the fans, he's focusing on servicing the story and what's going to be best for the story, not what's going to be best right. for fans. It's not that the fans don't matter, but the story is more important, and they really followed that to a T. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's like. I mean, it's a chance that I think creatives have to take is like, okay, I'm gonna make this thing, and I hope people like it. Um, but if you're doing service to the the original idea behind your project, right? If that's if that's really w- worth what you think it's worth, all this work you're putting into it, it'll shine on its own. You'll, the fans will find it. Yeah, percent. Uh, and I think the game already had that tone set of like. No, the f- the fans love this story. The fans love these characters. Like, just do right by the story, do right by the characters, and the fans will be okay. Like, uh, the l- the pieces will fall where they may, and, and when the dust settles, I think everybody's going to really end up walking away liking
0: this series. Right, um, and it's it's funny because there are some changes that had to be made. Um, because a video game is way different than a movie you can't you can't interact with the movie the same way you can with a video game and you don't spend the same amount of time with you spend probably um double the time in a video game than you would a tv show or a movie with the characters with only one character so there's a bunch of changes that have to be made and the Mm -hmm. elegance comes from what those decisions are and the reasoning behind them
1: Yeah, totally. And I think they did a really great job of balancing those scenes where you could just put like a side by side up. And I'm sure we've all seen the videos on going around on social media of how frame by frame they've pretty much replicated some of these scenes right Right. out of the right out of the video game. But at the same time, they've taken liberties in other areas, changed the story up completely and kind of left it up to the audience. Okay, well, well, we we did this hope you like it right personally for me there wasn't a single instance where i was disappointed with the change they made
0: yeah i i gotta agree i wasn't disappointed in anything um i will say there were changes i was more crazy about than others Um, okay that's fair but overall i'm super happy with how this turned out as a fan of the game i'm super stoked with Mm -hmm. the show
1: Probably one of the more prominent changes to the storyline was how the cordyceps uh, communicate Mm. and um, travel. Of course, in the game, they are transmitted in the air, and our characters are constantly like shuffling masks on and off as they enter uh, certain areas in the Mm -hmm. game. Well, they've the creators have already come out and said that's just like not going to work in a real life situation. So, um, Instead, now we've got like these long, they're described as like miles and miles long, uh, like underground root systems, basically, that our, our uh, zombie mushroom friends can and talk yeah, to each other through. Yeah, they're all
0: interconnected and one of one being. Which is just
1: fucking terrifying. Like, Yeah,
0: it's pretty sweet. That's one of the ideas that when uh, Craig Mazin came to him with, to Neil Druckmann with it, he was kind of like, mm-hmm. fuck, like, why didn't I think of that?
1: I know, yeah, like that's oh, I I would understand the disappointment there because it's a brilliant <laughs> idea. It really it is gives great. a it gives like a nice twist to the zombie story, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's the they've also were able to flesh out some of the side characters that you weren't really able to get in the main game.
1: Oh, yeah, which we should definitely talk about Tess's death scene considering yeah uh we're discussing those differences because they changed that scene up and it's so much better than the game it's oh my god almost indescribably better
0: (laughs) yeah i i would agree um i didn't have a problem with it in the game but i would agree that it's better in the show
1: i didn't have a problem with it in the game either because at that point like things were just you were finally starting like you finally had ellie the the story was Mm -hmm. kind of starting right um whereas yes the story is still at that moment in the show but they decided to give Tess this way more like romantic death scene badass
0: like yeah exactly
1: because like yeah in the game like she's she stops Fedra from coming after you right which yeah that's cool It, it helps move the story forward um but like that The kiss scene of the cordyceps coming out of the zombie's mouth, the infected's mouth, and just like the the, oh man, it's you can almost feel it. It's so gnarly. Yeah, it's It's... nasty. And And the struggle to slow it it down,
0: light the lighter, right? The slow struggle, like the desperation Mm -hmm. to do everything you can to
1: like I just need to do this last. This last thing, this is this is all I
0: need to do. Yeah, yeah. And the relationship between Tess and Joel is something else that was expanded upon as well, and I really enjoyed that. It made her death feel a lot more impactful. Mm -hmm. And and
1: to speak to the acting as well, like yeah, they really make they really expanded that relationship, but they didn't really give it much more than the game did. It was really just the actors. the way they looked at each other the way they you know moved around each other okay yeah
0: absolutely these two Um, are comfortable i will say one of my favorite changes this is one of them i have have quite a few changes that i really liked Mm. uh one Mm -hmm. of my favorite changes is bill and frank their story oh
1: man yeah um when the game first came out and uh especially after the uh dlc of um ellie and riley kissing Mm -hmm. came out the they were getting a lot of like really positive feedback especially from like the lgbt uh community and it was really um i don't know it was nice to see them like kind of tap back into that element of storytelling um not to like press the issue too much but <laughs> no well, um, I
0: feel like they've kind of always worn that on their sleeve they've always kind of proudly supported that and uh as far right. as the game goes it, it, it it's part of its identity I feel in a cool. way
1: and as I mentioned in the uh like that little synopsis they described this as a love story and that's not always a good thing I feel like in episode three when we get that telling um uh, of this couple that somehow manages to find the most sense of normalcy in this totally crazy situation and this fucked up world where normal is a pipe dream. They somehow like form a love and they build a life that's designed to protect that love. Um, I think that as time moves forward, we're going to, we're already seeing it Um, and we're going to continue to see more uh, creators and uh, storytellers that are prepared to kind of tell stories from the gay perspective i hope audiences are ready to accept what they see as valid and real and i think that the response that episode three of the last of us got is a really good indicator that us as a society is like kind of moving forward on this yeah yeah Um,
0: absolutely because when the game came out they were like i remember uh the reception of it being sort of controversial because of the uh, homosexuality and stuff inside of it. But like I said, the game word on its sleeve, it was always a part of it. The Mm -hmm. DLC was even supposed to be included in the main game, but they didn't have enough time to fit it in there. Like it was always there. Sure. Um, And I really like, and they don't
1: shy away from it in part two either. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I do love the idea of, um, Bill and, um, Bill and Frank kind of getting a new ending to their story, a happier ending to their story, Uh, because in the game, Frank dies, right? And then, yeah, Frank, was it Frank that takes his life? He hangs himself in the garage, or was that Bill?
1: Yeah, so in the game, it is a way more tragic ending, and I was bracing myself for it and (sighs) uh, when it didn't come, and we got that happy ending. I was like, oh, okay, I'm yes okay thank you (laughs) but uh, yeah so in the game um bill and frank have a fight and frank storms off right and as he's stormed off uh he gets infected and so he 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 hangs himself essentially uh bill finds him with ellie and joel while on the hunt for a car battery oh that's Um,
0: right yeah
1: yeah so So it is a a far more tragic. And once again, we get back to that main theme. Uh, We're telling a a love story. And in episode three, we're telling uh, this very forbidden, the story of this very forbidden love. It's become even more forbidden because like, what are the odds of you finding another gay man in the middle of an (laughs) apocalypse? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, and
0: I love a big theme of the show is like, what can love what will love make you do and what what, what would you
1: do for your love yeah
0: and what's that? what's the ugly side of love too for this one the ugly side of this love was taking their lives together but like it's still kind of beautiful mm-hmm. but it's still the ugly side of it or like for bill he's opening up his home to right. strangers he would have never done that if he hadn't fallen in love with frank and exactly. uh that's kind of i heard the uh the Creators say on the podcast that they kind of made this episode the skeleton key of the entire show. Um, mm-hmm. And a lo- there's a lot of mirror mirroring in throughout the uh, episodes and especially with the last oh, episode. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, you can feel you feel it all the way through. There's these moments in almost every episode where that heart pinging uh, sensation uh, of when you're watching this show just, just it. It hurts and, and if and is amazing all at the same time. yeah, um, you know just just as as we work through the series, um, yeah, there's so many of these moments that just really uh, resonate on that theme of love and what would you do for it? Mm-hmm. Um, there's some very twisted things we would do for love, right right.
0: Love one makes of the, people do twisted things. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: one of the changes I noticed is that in the game, the group of people that David is looking after, they know they're eating human meat.
0: Oh, really? I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, but in the show, he's doing it in secret. They're kind a group of under of under that
0: the know. table, and is I don't think is he like kind of the same a, a religious leader in the game i don't remember that yeah okay
1: yeah yeah that part's the same there's like that big sign behind him in like the gathering i I think that's the same um but yeah he he is uh, once again like he's trying to take care of these people he feels a responsibility for these people Mm -hmm. can't bring himself to say straight up like hey i'm I'm feeding your, like, dead family members to you. Hope that's cool. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> we'll bury your dad in the summer. Don't worry about it, kid.
1: <laughs> this is like, we'll bury most of him. Some of him.
0: <laughs> well, the We're going to bury is, the parts we, we can have, eat. We have big holes underneath the outhouses, so technically they're gonna, he's going to get buried. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, that's fucked up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um yeah, like we see like the polar opposite of episode 3 like <laughs> that sort yeah, of that right. that ridiculous. Like this show really covers the gambit. I think um, a really
0: good example of that is uh Sam and Henry because Henry oh, yeah. uh loves his brother Sam and his brother Sam is sick. And what does he have to do? He has to kill somebody for Sam because he loves Sam. So his love for his brother right. is making him do these crazy things.
1: Yeah, that's 100%. And um, also the way that they um, made Sam death
0: that was, in the I think show. That was another one of my favorite twists. It, it added such a, another layer of depth to their connection um their character and they and the the actor that mm-hmm. played him is actually deaf he's like a v- super talented kid and I love how they made like his his they didn't make that his tragedy it was just a part of his character um his yeah, tragedy yeah, was more so like he had he had a he had what was it luke what did he have what did he he have had leukemia? like leukemia yeah, yeah he had leukemia. Mm -hmm. Like that was his tragedy, not his. The fact that he was deaf almost like it just it just brought such another layer to him and his brother's relationship.
1: One hundred percent. And even though Sam is the one that's deaf, and also they've changed it up to give him leukemia, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: it's like almost more impacting on Henry's character. Like that changeup is almost more impacting to Henry's character uh in the uh show simply because he's he's like joel he's the caretaker of this young child yeah. but now this young child is like in super need of somebody right mm-hmm. like that's even more weight put on this young man's shoulders um and uh, man that one was fucking that one brutal. that one brutal.
0: i mean we saw it coming and it was Yo. still insanely brutal and uh
1: that's brutal. And if you don't think it's brutal, you either didn't watch the episode or you're lying. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, so Sam gets infected and Henry, out of trying to protect Ellie, shoots Sam and immediately he doesn't have anything left. Yeah. That was yeah. his love. That's Sam it. was his love and it's completely gone. Uh and mm-hmm. there's some things in this show like the sense of of loneliness and dread that I think they really nailed, especially in his character.
1: Well, and it's interesting because as we learn in the season finale, um, Joel himself tried to take his own life. Yeah. Right? That
0: was, that was a really interesting addition. And I really liked that too. And it made him then the way mm-hmm. he addressed it too. He says it wasn't time that healed me. And the way he says it to Ellie and the way that she looks back at him, it was just, it was just his way of saying, mm. I love you. Thank you. Right. and But they both would rather and she say, understood, Yeah. And they both would rather just leave it at that. They're not actually right. going to say, I love you or right. anything. They're just going to leave it at that. And I, I really love that.
1: Well, and I think of that moment and then I go back to that moment right before Henry takes his own life. And Joel is pleading with him, right? And it kind of adds like oh, a different, wow, like yeah. a different colored lens to that moment. Absolutely. Um, in this, in this weird role reversal, right? Like, please don't do this. Yeah. You'll find another way. And even in that moment, he's still not hundred percent sold on Ellie. He's still not hundred yeah. percent opening to her. Yeah. But he can feel it happening, right? Yeah. And sure. I feel like him, uh, him watching Henry take his own life only makes him realize more like that could have been would have been me but now i have this opportunity here in front of me and onward Mm -hmm. we press right and then shortly afterwards we we find joel's brother and joel really starts to open up and feel that connection with ellie yeah that was another
0: change too is that in the game joel knew where uh where tommy was um oh yeah where in this one they're on the search for Tommy and then they find him. Because um, in the game there was they were estranged what for are the some odds? reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, that scene where he kind of breaks down and opens up to Tommy was the first time we really see Joel like that. And it's off putting mm-hmm. in a way, but it's it's really it was so well acted and uh such a beautiful moment. And then the part oh, that man. they kept from the game is when Joel goes to tell Ellie that Tommy's taking her instead of him. And mm-hmm. they have that argument and it's shot pretty much exactly like it is in the game. Oh, and down that's, to the
1: wallpaper.
0: Yeah. And that was probably one of my favorite. There's, there's a one other, but that was one of my favorite instances of keeping it exactly the same as the game. Um, and how that can benefit a project like this.
1: Yeah, that was, that was fantastic. And even in, uh, the, after episode podcast that they release um uh Craig Mazin even mentions that there was no reason to change that scene it was perfect already they didn't yeah. they didn't have to they didn't have to change it there were things that they were open to but there that there were things that had to be exactly the same yeah and he says um, the
0: same thing about the ending as well um he says the ending is right. There's no reason to change it. Like there's nothing we're going to change because it's right. There's, yeah there's, there's nothing there's nothing to change about it. It's perfectly mm-hmm. it's, it's exactly the way it needs to be. Another really cool little easter egg um is during the birth of Ellie in the last episode. Uh she is played by Ashley
1: Ashley Johnson. Johnson. I was going
0: to say Jackson. <laughs> Actually,
1: Ashley um, Johnson um
0: and there which, was something so just... poetic about her yeah doing that for, she played it perfectly off. well mm-hmm. and yeah and you see essences of ellie in her and it's she's like passing the right. baton in a way and it's so cool right. uh to see that for sure and especially knowing how how much she loved mm-hmm. she loves ellie and how big of a part of her life ellie is uh it was Ooh. definitely very poetic to see that
1: It's interesting because Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker, um, who voiced Joel in the video game, both ended up contributing so much to these characters. They inspired uh, Neil during the creation of the game and also, in in extension, uh, uh, Craig um, in in the show, right? So to do service to the characters meant to do service to these voice actors as well which is cool um, because
0: so many so many times in the, the industry of film voice actors like especially for video games no one gives a fuck you know like right right they could have perfect like easily just blown them off but because uh Neil Druckmann's involved because Craig Mazin such a big fan like they just wouldn't do mm-hmm. that and i think that's part of what makes this adaptation so special is that they really 100%. respect the source material they respect the people involved Um, and yeah, I think that's part of why this is so, um, successful.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's kind of like catching lightning in a bottle, right? You just get a group of people that are super passionate about a project and about creating uh, a a specific vision together. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's, it's like a surefire win. This is an example of, of something like that, I think, um, yeah Ashley Johnson's performance in that season finale getting to learn a bit more about Ellie um and how well how the hell does she um avoid becoming infected in the first place um that was just so great Uh, and I know that was something that um Neil Druckmann wanted to create from the get-go
0: yeah he Um, wrote that and wanted to make it like a short or something which I think is really cool so that's pretty much canon to The Last of Us video game
1: like, pretty... I mean, as close as you can get without it being in the game. <laughs> right, much, right, yeah.
0: I'd say and, so. And
1: um, also, can we just talk about how, like, eerily similar uh Bella Ramsey and uh, Ashley Johnson oh, uh, look? Yeah. Like, isn't that crazy? <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. And they have, like, sort of the same mannerisms. Yeah, um, for they, real. They casted this really well. Um,
1: Man, so good. Yeah, all the way through. And Bella Ramsey, you know, I... I never had like an issue I never had an issue with her um fr- even from like the first announcement but I wasn't really sold on her until uh, about our halfway point in the episode or in the season she just I wasn't sure if she was just going to be too little like too kiddish right. or if she if she could be that mature Ellie especially the one that we see come back in part 2 um and by the season by the end of the season finale Um, especially like that that closing out scene um, which once again very similar to the video games right yeah which Uh, was very important right uh, you know where Joel is kind of you know lying to her essentially about what happened in the hospital Um, I really could see okay Bella Ramsey could pull off part two Ellie I I feel like she could do this one hundred percent
0: well, and speaking um, of the last episode and that last scene, and what love will make you do, um <laughs> he, Joel just completely goes against every sense of anything and yeah. kills the people that are trying to save the world to save uh I was gonna call her it. Billy <laughs> 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 to save Billy. <laughs> come on Uh, billy (laughs) to save ellie and he does it so selfishly because he loves her so much and what's her name the uh marlene marlene um yeah marlene Mm -hmm. and marlene says like ellie would ellie even want you doing this and he knows that she wouldn't oh yeah you know, it oh, feels so ugly yeah. in the mix of this, the score. That that was my favorite musical part of the whole entire show was the last, like, him getting Ellie mm. from the hospital. The music was so just sad Gustavo. and heartbreaking. Yeah, Gustavo. He was great. Um, another thing I really loved that they brought back the original composer of the game because the music ha- holds such an identity with The Last of Us. Oh, so
1: good. yes,
0: and, uh, Yeah, I'm super happy they brought him back.
1: So... Give me your overall, Mike. Season one, how you feeling?
0: I, I loved it. I'm really excited for the next. I'm excited for what effects this show is going to have with mov- mm-hmm. uh, video game adaptations going forward. I yeah, think it sent too. a very clear message that people want this sort of thing, but you got to do it right. And uh, I I am insanely excited knowing some of the events of part two, uh, what season two is going to look like. And I still have to play that. I'm probably going to play that sooner than later.
1: Oh, wow. Or you have the opportunity to go into part two blind.
0: I know, but I just, I don't think I could. I don't think I could. We'll see. We haven't, haven't, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it.
1: Okay, okay, I believe in you, uh, but belly the right choice.
0: Bella Ramsey is confirmed to return, and I'm sure Pedro Pascal will be back as well.
1: oh, they've got a yeah, hundred yeah, percent
0: uh speaking oh what did what about you? what's your overall thoughts um i i
1: was I was super stoked on part one, I thought they did a fantastic job through and through. Super entertaining, uh, made me cry, which is something that uh, hasn't happened in uh, a TV show, especially in a really long time. So hats off, hats uh, off. I'm so excited for part two. I will say that
0: I want more clickers. Mm. Um I don't want to be that yes. guy who says I want more action I need action but I would have really enjoyed more clickers. I actually the it's kind of funny. clickers and more bloaters. It's yeah, more bloaters too. It's kind of funny because uh they they said that in the r- original game they prioritized story over action and they kind of did that here in their like ironically mm-hmm. they're getting uh they're getting kind of um what's the word I'm looking for? They're getting kind of criticized um for um prioritizing the characters and the story over the action uh which i don't necessarily oh, I agree with but i would like to see some more clickers the design the practical effects and the actors was playing so them good was so mm-hmm. good and uh yeah it was I, definitely I really worth seeing more of, of
1: well, have no fear, because part two has been confirmed. It's in the works. And you might not know it, Mike, but there are even more, like, jaw-dropping what-the-fuck moments in part two, I if you can believe it. I am
0: looking forward to it. If I'm you can believe it. it.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Well, um, jeez. Thumbs up. Yeah. Yep. Re- would recommend.
0: Couch lock. Couch lock thumbs up.
1: <laughs> Give it a thumbs up.
0: <laughs> Just like this right video. On
1: oh (laughs) (laughs) oh that was so corny
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's how you do it gotta pepper them in
1: oh okay okay i'm leaving that (laughs) gotta pepper it (laughs) thumbs up yeah give us a thumbs up on this video also please don't forget to like and subscribe you can find us everywhere at couch lock pod mike it's been a blast buddy i love you
0: i love you more and All I love right. you.